0: Love, talk, radio.
1: Good afternoon, tennis fans. Welcome to the Yellow Ball Network, where you'll find today's tennis discussions. This is your host, Coach Denise, exploring tennis lessons and its effects on life's journey. Tennis is a wonderful sport, which could be the vehicle that takes you through life's journey, and our mentors, well, they might just provide that roadmap for your journey. For the last five-plus years, I have been blessed to be talking with mentors who have paved the pathway for many tennis players and coaches. These mentors you will hear on our Thursdays broadcast are very special people. Most of them are authors. And, of course, the Almighty will in at least once a month, you will continue to hear Either Dr. Alan Fox or Coach Chuck Reese. Other mentors sharing their knowledge on Thursdays have been people like Coaches Ashley Hobson, Bobby Payless, Dr. Bryce Young, who you'll be hearing today, uh, Ed Kraft, Johnny Angel, Nick Saviano, Scott Williams, and Energy Coach Linda LeClear, who you'll also be hearing today and others, too, sometimes. Besides these coaches sharing their knowledge, you may also hear other college or high school tennis coaches, or you might listen to USPTA heads as well as leaders from tennis and racket sports organizations. Because I do believe Dr. King when he said, Our lives begin to end. The day we become silent about things that matter. Each week you will hear my biased views on North American tennis and life. I'd like to thank the Yellow Ball CEO, J.P. Weber, for hosting the program on our network. Of course, the nice thing about Block Talk Radio is you can listen anytime you choose to listen to the program. And uh, I just listened about... Two hours ago to yesterday's uh, Chuck Reese's American uh, Tennis Program. Uh, yesterday was kind of a crazy day, and I just uh, didn't have chance to get to it. But I never missed one of his uh, broadcasts, and it was a special one. So I suggest if you missed it, you find time to go to it, too. Besides our Thursday's conversation, the Almighty willing... You will be able to continue reading my articles in Florida Tennis Magazine. And as as I previously stated, if you disagree uh, or want to comment, please email me at at coachdenise.fhstcaatt.net. That's coachdenise.fhstcaatt.net at a t t dot net who knows you may read your views in florida tennis magazine or hear them on a future broadcast of coach Denise exploring tennis lessons by the way if someone has taken the last issue of florida tennis magazine from your pro shop <laughs> actually I, should, I don't mean to be laughing but we haven't been to the pro shop in a long time so this is a good reason to be a subscriber of Tennis Florida Magazine because uh, uh, you don't have to worry about someone taking the last issue. You probably haven't been able to get there. But the nice thing about it is that you can always read the last issue of the magazine by going to www.FloridaTennis.com. Or in between issues, you can always read Jim Martz, uh myself, and some of the other writers occasionally on Facebook. We do try to keep you abreast with what's going on between issues, and that's at Facebook at FL Tennis. That's capital F, capital L, uh, Tennis. So if you're not a subscriber or uh, when the pro shop is open and somebody's taking the last issue, Rather than getting an argument with them, you could just go and see the last issue. I do think I see mentors on. on, Let me see if uh, this is – come on. Oh, then Bryce, if you're – oh, God, I hope I just didn't disconnect them. Okay, let's give them a chance. I think I saw him there, but like a dummy, I think I disconnected. Let's give them a chance to get back on. Bryce, Linda, are you there?
2: Yes. Hi, Coach. How are you?
1: (laughs) I was good until about 30 seconds ago when I disconnected you like a dummy. (laughs) Oh, boy. Co- Coach, that, that's yes. one of
2: the quickest uh, exits I've ever had. CNN even keeps me on longer than that. <laughs> it's
1: always dangerous when I'm on a computer, I tell you. People tell me I should well, have gone on different networks and I could do this and that and the other thing. But I'm just uh, At my age, I'm I just not ready to go into this computer stuff so uh,
2: thank god i have <laughs>
1: well, a couple of young people i do give lessons to and one of them i trade out truthfully just to make sure i don't mess up too bad on the computer i'll i'll, I'll get into the 21st century one of these days
2: well it, it's great to be with you it's been it's been way too long and and linda and i are are excited to uh to be able to, to share some of our recent experiences with you. Uh, I think the last time uh, you interviewed us was pre pandemic.
1: It was. It was.
2: And so, uh, uh, but... so a lot has happened, and, uh, and we, we need to catch up and, and help uh, our listeners uh, develop a really positive mindset to get us through this pandemic, which we're all in together.
1: Yes, and I think you've actually done more than uh, you know because uh, well today's commentary, which the people can uh, read on, uh, on Facebook, is about the two of you. I've uh, I've got back to my old uh, doing business coaching. Some of my old clients contacted me and needed help, and uh, you've been uh, a reference uh, to quite a few of them, and when. Uh, one of them uh, knew you because they've gone through uh your publications before they both had uh children in uh tennis although they've uh, they're now into baseball but uh, so you've been uh, uh-huh. you've been more helpful than you know but please tell me what you've been up to. well
2: well thanks so much i uh actually our our life um has, has been really positive and active because so many of our, our private students and their families are staying in touch with us um, over the phone and, and WhatsApp internationally, uh, FaceTime, and, and Skype. So actually, even when we're safe at home or sheltering in place, the, the people who is coaches, pro, teaching pros, Families and, and athletes um, are seeing this through our eyes as a great advantage to get into their mental game and their energy game training.
1: Yes, I agree. As a matter of fact, my commentary a couple of weeks ago was about that. I'm actually pretty proud of a lot of, uh, especially our Florida coaches. They're taking this time and using it properly and sharing it, and looking to expand their uh, their own uh, knowledge, uh, so uh, and that's so important, especially for the coach. And as I talked about in today's commentary, you know, it's, it's, we're going to be on the court pretty soon, and uh, yeah, we're all a little anxious, and we want to uh, do our best. And uh, we're going to be uh, facing clients that uh, uh, might not be, uh, you know, up to the same. Uh, level of energy that we have and we better be conscious of that. And uh, I think what you and Linda have expressed and I use that uh, of from both of you in today's commentary, because it's important. And we have to remember that, um, you know, we've got to find the individuals, especially if you're doing group lessons, because we're all different and uh, our job as a coaches is uh, to find out you know what we can do to help them
2: yeah, absolutely and and one thing that that I've always respected and admired about you coach, is that um, you have such a growth mi- mindset. Um, you're You're always looking to keep adding to yourself even with all of your experience and uh, that, that's one of the areas I've done a, a lot of research in is the importance of our mindset in terms of what we're going to accomplish as as coaches, as teaching pros, parents, um, athletes. And uh, uh, several years ago, uh, a a Stanford uh, researcher, uh, Dr. Carol Dweck, wrote a book called Mindset that a lot of us have read. And she was trying to find out what the difference was between students who were succeeding and those who weren't at, at top universities. And uh, so she talked about a growth mindset is one in which you're always adding to yourself and even a bad grade in the class or a, a real challenge didn't keep you fixed in, well, that I'll, I'll just stop trying or I'm not a good student. And, and a tough loss or a slump in tennis doesn't mean I'm not going to be successful eventually. And, and so uh, a lot of what we do with – with the students who are working with us privately is work on their mindset first. And where I start with it is I'm big on asking students or athletes, what is your dream? Because dreams are very powerful. and they, They get us through illness, injury, setbacks, losses. And when they tell me their dreams, I tell them, you need to know a little about me. And I said, Dr. Young is a positive realist. I'm always looking for the best in a situation. I'm always looking for the best in you. However, I'm realistic. So I said, tell me what you've done to act on your dreams up to now. And if it's an athlete who's looking to play college tennis, I say, what are your results up to now? And I say, okay, let's take your dreams, let's say it's to play college tennis and you're in high school, minus your results to up to today, that's our reality, that's our starting point. So I'm not, you know, I'm not uh, Pollyanna about the way I work with athletes, even though uh, even though Luke and Marcus Jensen's mother called me the Mister Rogers of sports psychology, uh, I, I
1: told
2: I told Pat Jensen that was the greatest compliment she could have given me because I am very positive. But uh, at the same point, we've, we've got to have a starting point and know how much work we have to put in to go from high school tennis to college tennis. <laughs>
1: True, very true. And that I think that's right, so important. And I think, you know, I've, as I reminded a couple of people that I'm working with in the business and now, you know, it, it's natu- it's a natural feeling to feel uncomfortable with the crisis we're in now. But you got to remember who you are and what got you to where you are. And it, and what's happened that caused a, a problem that we're capable of solving was that nothing to do with the way you were running your business. So you're always looking to get, get it better, but don't forget who you are and don't forget what got you where you are. Now, and uh, and I think they're, you know, they're on their way. I, 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 one of the things sometimes you just have to be a cheerleader, and one of the things that. I, You know, I think you're getting your energy, I, I love uh, using this term of, you know, teaching from love. And uh, sometimes, uh, I have to admit, it's taken me a lot of years to get, I think I've always taught from love, but being able to not always control my emotions sometimes would get me to undo things that I did with people before. So uh, I I would like to get into a little of, uh, you know, controlling the energy because truthfully with with a couple of the clients I'm working with now, I'm just doing a lot of reminding her, And I I send out, you know, stuff that I've used before only because I think they're more incapable and. Like like I told somebody, I, I don't think you really need me. I, I'm here if you need me, but I don't think you do. And uh, she said, I need to be reminded, Coach. And
2: and I think we all need <laughs> that's, to be that's a, that's a great statement. You're right. That's right. We have to be reinforced. Just like uh, athletes who Linda and I are working with privately, because we say something as a coach or a teacher, that's – That's the way we communicate by words, but until it's internalized and repeated and becomes a habit and a mindset, it's not going to become automatic and and it won't be used in competition.
1: Right. I agree. Repetition is is so important. It's amazing how we'll think of it in in grade schools, that uh, we use repetition to get people to learn how to read and learn how to spell and learn how to do math. Mm-hmm. But yet when we get in, we forget sometimes we're working with the same individuals that, you know, they've got to do this over and over and over, and they've got to make their mistakes. And, you know, it, it's I guess that's why we're human, though.
2: That that's absolutely right, I, Linda. You, I interrupted you. I think did you were you wanting to say something about what Coach said, or do you want me to continue?
0: Oh, just continue. Okay.
2: Well, Coach, well, let let me let me add a little bit to what I was saying about mindset. That's specific to tennis. Um, my my research on mindset is that we literally free will means we have choice, and so. Whether we're conscious or subconscious, which Linda does a lot of research on, uh, with our conscious mind or our subconscious mind, we really choose what our mindset is going to be. And so, uh, an example with a pandemic would be oh, woe is me. Um, I can't be in school. I can't go back to my business. Um, I've got all sorts of challenges Uh, as an athlete. I can't work out at my club all of that. Or it could be, all right, I'm being blessed with some time that I wouldn't have ordinarily off the court. What can I add to myself? What can I add to my game? Uh, what books do I need to read if I'm in business? Uh, do I need to talk to Linda LeClaire and learn about what energy coaching is? Do I call Dr. Bryce Young and say, wow, I'm always on the court. Uh is there something I could be doing for my mental game? And that's what I'm doing right now with athletes around the country. We're spending more time in the mental game because they're off the court. Right,
1: yeah. right. Well, that's, uh, I did read you one paragraph from my commentary today. On uh, the second paragraph, I said, I suspect many of your players will be a bundle of energy. And as Dr. Bryce Young points out in The Courtside Coach, It will be a time to manage yourself, manage your time, and manage your training. Like you might be off your best performance, those students might not be fully committed yet, or they might not be ready to give their best yet. Those first lessons most likely are a time recognizing and hoping that the energy level of your group is equal to yours. The challenge will be recognizing that each are different and how do you adjust to each? And I think as well, I go well, on later on the point out where I thought a comment, I always tell people I'm the biggest thief in the world. I, I do try to give credit <laughs> like I did, and later on I try to. But at my age, sometimes I forget where I get things
2: from. <laughs> right, right. Well, there aren't too many original thoughts. It's just we we re we recycle them a little bit, don't we?
1: Right. Yep. Yep. It, it really is. You, know, you look at them in a different way, or somebody points out uh, something. Um, you know, a different way. I, I I I think often I don't know why. i uh, been thinking of my father lately, and my mother. Was always more patient with me, and at times I always, you know, I thought I was going to be a great football player when I was younger. And uh, spoiled, recognized. And she, but she was, uh, she was a big believer of Saint Francis of Assisi, and mm-hmm. I did a lot of reading there. But it took my father to remind me of his love for everything. Though was also that. Uh, he pointed out that the world, you know, that my place in the world, like Saint Francis, as Sissy said, and I'm paraphrasing because of my memory, is no more important than anyone else's life. And you know, he'd always say that. me you know, you you like your Saint Francis and your mother is right, but uh, you know, remember the most important thing he said: your life is no more important than anybody else. Because my my father. Worked his way, and you know, was after World War II that he b- became an educated man. Before that, he was a very you know hardworking, and he always was a working man. But he always, he never let me forget sometimes that I better start learning pretty soon. And truthfully, it took me too many years. Well, that I'm me. not,
0: you know, coach, coach. I'm not surprised that you're thinking of your dad and things that he's taught you, because what you just. Related to us right now, uh, coincides with happening in the world today, where we are realizing how essential and important the people in our lives are that we haven't really given that kind of credit and haven't honored those people in the same way that we're realizing now. All the people that are keeping our our world together, really, during this time uh have not really gotten that credit or that respect in the past. And what you were saying about um no one's role is better than someone else's, that we everybody's role is important and we're all in this together is what we're all experiencing right now. True. I and mean, the people a very delivering... good observation.
1: You know me better than I know myself sometimes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well uh, uh remember, I I think a few interviews ago, I taught um, the exercise heart-brain coherence? Oh, yes. Okay. The the people that took that to heart and have been practicing that for the last couple months will certainly notice that they're more resilient during this time. And um, because they have in doing this process which harmonizes these two master organs in our body, the heart and the brain, that their resilience is stronger. But not only that, this this technique also strengthens our immune system, which is so we hear so much about right now, about how important it is to have a strong immune system. And that short five minute process done uh, once a day or a couple times a day strengthens our immune system. So there's things that um, that we do, that we can do energetically that are so easy to do that have so many benefits and I mean I feel it in myself during this past couple months where we've been sheltering in place and the other day I caught myself thinking, wow I've really adapted to this quite well. I mean, it was very smooth, and it was just like, okay, this is what is happening. Um, And it's been, it hasn't, even though, yes, I, you know, I miss seeing my grandkids and my children, and there's things that I'm missing. I feel like I'm still in the flow of energy and making the best out of the situation. And one of the things that right, one of our projects this um, during this period, has been something I've been wanting to do for a long time, and am now doing it. And it's something it's it's so much out of my comfort zone that I'm really proud of myself for jumping in and and starting to do it and getting into it and. And allowing myself to make mistakes, but to grow and learn and get better every time I do it. And that's a, what we're doing is a series of interviews with Idris Smith, who's a teaching pro from the Chicago area. And he had contacted us after the PTR symposium and asked us if we'd be open to doing interviews with him because he wanted to get our work out to a larger audience. And fortunately, Rice as well, jumped on it with me, and we said, yeah, we'd love to do that. But for me, personally, that was a a big leap for me to to use that kind of technology and teach and um, work that way. So... But I know that, that the heart brain coherence technique is something that helps me in every area of my life. And anybody who does it, it'll help them.
1: Mm-hmm. I'd I like you, if you could, to, to uh, if, if it's possible to share that, I would like to see and hear that because I do, you know, I've been using you uh, basically. A lot because you know one of my traps is uh, impatience sometimes, and you know sometimes <laughs> and I if I need to write something for Florida Tennis, I write it and then I'll look at it the next day and I'll say, "What the hell is that all about?" And then I starting <laughs> over. And uh, you know, but I've I've i tried to you know i I'm starting to realize when my energy is blocked now. And what I do is I have your books and, uh, Bryce, on my desk. I used to have them in uh, uh, bookcases, which uh, my wife has uh, stolen the den from me, and now I'm, I'm out on the floor. <laughs> <room. laughs> so, so I moved them out here because I think it's uh, – I've learned that uh, – it, it, Impatience is a trap based on, like you said, the fear of running out of time and missing out on something. Mm-hmm. And I guess not just somebody says you sound you talk about time a lot lately, Coach. I think you're, I realize you're old, and I, I don't like that. I said I'm, I'm older than most people, but I really play hard not to be old. But if, <laughs> you know, I, I go to your book. And that's a tool for me to get me started and get the energy. And I'm actually, uh, I've already have next week's uh, commentary done and the following week's commentary done, and wow. I've, wow. Uh, I'm ready to submit my article. And for me, sometimes that used to be a problem. So I, I'm not ready to tackle the social media like you are. And I congratulate you for that, but I would hopefully I might be able to learn from you. So, if anything possible that you could share, I would love.
0: Well, you know what? Um, w- how do you feel about if I share the heart brain coherence technique again with our audience? Because very possibly we have a lot of people who haven't heard it the first time we did it. And it's such a I think it's something that is so different to people, and um, it may take a few times hearing about it before they actually start doing it and using the technique in their life. And so, okay,
1: why don't why don't you do that? But let me see if I get Bobby in the room with me because I tried to share that, honey, this technique, and you, uh, Bobby, yeah, is joining me now because I sit there and I. Take shortcuts sometimes, and she'll tell me. <laughs> is that how <laughs> Linda does it? So she's gonna listen with me, and we're gonna do this together, okay? So if we're not okay. here, you just, we're we're gonna stand up and do this. Do this. So you just uh, keep what do you talking. Want me to she's do? gonna tell us. Okay,
0: and uh, you can sit down, just get comfortable. You don't have to stand for sure. Okay.
1: All
0: right, and. What I'm going to do is I'm going to set my timer, and this is what I tell people to do when they do it, is to set a timer, because if they don't, they think uh, a lot of time has gone by, and it hasn't even been a couple minutes. So, because it's good to do it for at least three minutes, and usually I suggest five minutes, but because we're in a time constrictive right now, we'll just do it for three minutes to introduce it, and then you can You know, do it on your own for a little bit longer and and even longer than five minutes. Okay? So the first first thing I want you to do is turn your attention to your heart area. And how you do that is maybe place your hand over your heart. And you want to do that because that will help you focus, your focus go to your heart area instead of being in your, in your brain, in your head. So you want to be in your heart. And then slow your breathing down, maybe to five or six seconds on the inhale and on the exhale. And why we slow our breathing down is because we only breathe slowly like this when we are safe. And so what you're doing is sending a message to your body that it is safe. And then the third step, so the first step was moving your focus to your heart. The second step is slowing your breathing down. And the third step, as much as you can, Create a feeling of caring, gratitude, appreciation, compassion. All of these, of course, are love-based energy. So you might think of of your grandchildren. Some people think of their pets. Anything that you can generate that feeling of caring, gratitude for all that you have. If I were doing this with a team, I'd suggest the gratitude that we're here together as a team, that we get to experience this and have the support of each member on this team. And that feels so good. And Maybe you're grateful for your help. So just allow yourself to feel that energy. And then it says, as if you're breathing from your heart. Hearing. Gratitude, appreciation, compassion. Okay, so that took about three minutes. And what happened by us doing that is that we released some 1,300 positive chemicals into our body that have been activated and are going through our bodies that last up to six hours from now. So it's something I suggest people do before uh, before they have a match, before they write, before you write something. It's a good time to do it before you go to sleep at night, uh, when you get up. Actually, it's good to do before you do anything. And one of the things that I um, teach my clients to do is to do this exercise first, then to do visualization. Okay, so seeing themselves uh, do something that they want to be able to get better at in their lives or create in their lives, or what a player that they want to emulate. So, like, for instance, I've been watching one, actually one of my players, I've been watching videos of her and her awesome footwork and her awesome backhand and her awesome serve to help me improve my footwork, backhand, and serve. And because we do it after the heart-wing coherence technique, our, it's like we're, our brains are on super learning, and we're taking in information at, a, at a, uh, a tremendous level. And I can tell you, my backhand down the line has become a weapon. My footwork is definitely a weapon, and my serve—it's better than I didn't. I never thought I could even improve my serve at this age, and I'm improving it. So there's a. The, Just the the kind of the um, everyday kind of things that we can work on, but the bigger things too, and that's where the resilience is so important that from doing this, we get those benefits. So how are you two feeling there? I know Bryce is in a really mellow mood now. How about you two?
1: Yeah. I feel good. Calmer.
0: Yeah. Calmer. <laughs> Obviously calmer. Yeah. Not that I was uncommon, but it's just quieting. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's quieting. Mm-hmm. You know. So Yeah. Well, the um that harmony between the heart and brain is so powerful. And the more you do it I mean you do it for three weeks straight and you're gonna you're gonna definitely notice something different, that you are more um, you are responding to situations rather than reacting when something um, tough comes up and instead of just reacting a knee jerk reaction you're responding. You also find probably that you um, that and this is really well it 's good for all of us of course, but as a coach that you're that you 're really listening a lot better to your students and you're you're picking up nuances in things that they're saying. So you're actually understanding them at a higher level. And, it, and coach, you had mentioned earlier about, you know, people, the people coming back and getting back out on the court. And I totally agree with you. The coach's energy is so important and, and it is up to each one of us. Who, is, who are working with, with people to have our energy at a high level. And the nice thing about that is that energy is contagious. So if your energy is at a high frequency and at a high level, you're more likely to bring your students along with you to that energy level. True.
1: You know, and I think people <laughs> look to go resonate to those individuals. Uh, When Bobby started coaching me at that high school the last few years when she retired from the the company she worked for, uh, everybody would sit there I forgot, what was the? Wizard. Wizard. I thought it was a computer thing. She actually was going against me a little, but they you know Krishna is not trying to tell they got to be independent. And whenever they needed something, they would tell each other, "Go to the wizard, go to the wizard." And like <laughs> me, you know, I'm a dummy. I'm not. I don't I know do computers. Too. I figured this is one of those <laughs> computer programs. And about a year later, I found out who the wizard.
0: That, helped, that, that it helps is that, you know, players always like playing um, players that are better than them. That, you know, they want to play somebody who's better than them to help them get better. But mm-hmm. two things can happen when we do that. Uh, well, first, first of all, what will happen is that we'll lose a lot more points, a lot more games because we're playing somebody who's better than us. So how does the, the athlete respond to that? Does the athlete, um, is the athlete motivated by that or discouraged? So if you're playing somebody who is beating you, do you, are you motivated to play better, to raise your level, to dig deeper, or are you discouraged? And what I see in, in my clients who are practicing the heart brain coherence is they are much easier. They go to being motivated rather than discouraged. And even things that you know that they may start out telling me um, maybe in a they're complaining or making excuses, and I can just I can so much easier help them see a different perspective because of. And I do, you know, I, I do give a lot of credit that they're doing these kind of, of energy techniques that opens them up. And because they're not coming from fear, they're open. But it's when we're in fears, when we remember, is when we're closed off and when we diminish ourselves and we um, we don't want to. We're not open to growing and new adventures, doing something new. We're stuck in, you know, we're stuck in fear, whatever that fear is. Do you have any questions about that, Coach?
1: No, I agree with you. I think that's one of the delicate things is, you know, it's hard to hold how the reaction is. I know as a coach, what I did, and one of the things, that I I don't like that changing, but you know it's a different world. Is like when I first started coaching in high school, we would be playing 25, 28 games a season, and I would schedule two or three games where I knew we were going to get whipped up and whipped up badly. But I wanted to, but I would space them out so there would be time for recovery, time for reflection, time to to sit there and understand. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, mm-hmm. I think it's harder today, uh, from a coaching perspective and, and actually for the player because, you know, if you schedule two or three games like that, you know, one, one or two people might sit there and become better, but four or five of them might want to give up and say, oh my God, this mm-hmm. ain't for me. Yeah,
0: right. And so that, um, and, and that's why resiliency is so important right now. That ability to dig a little bit d- deeper and to be patient with oneself, because you are learning, you are, you are um, adding to your game all the time. And so you stop judging that you are losing, and you are, and you switch to being motivated to dig deeper and to come out with more. Um, From your body. Your body knows more than you are expressing in that moment. And so you get out of your body's way and let it do what it knows how to do, which is actually another topic for conversation.
1: True. It's pleasant. This is, uh, you know, I always, uh, sometimes we have to be careful of our own biases. I mean, uh, I think it's a reflection how we think and where we come from. But I mean, I I sat there. I could almost uh, yes, God speaks to women uh, too. I I could almost recite the book to people because I read it so much and gave it out to people and everything. But and and when you read the confidence factor, you know one of the things that I recently. Uh, uh, learn because I figured I better start suggesting more than just one of your books. But, um, you know, you, you talked about uh, uh, balancing your life and preparing your mind and And, their, and mm-hmm. you talked about that in uh, the original book, but you talked about it in a different way. But, you know, mm-hmm. that's the point I try to get across in today's commentary. Uh, this. This could be precious time if we as coaches use it properly. We're going to get on the court sooner than we think. And in our case, in Florida, we might be on in a couple weeks. So uh, at least in uh, our community, uh, we might be on even uh, the end of next week. So, you know, use the time. And this is a great time to sit there and get our mind uh, equal with our body. I think a lot of us, because of the profession we're in, you know we're we're more interested in our body because we feel we have to be but the mind is the biggest part of the body uh, if you include like I do and like you do is the heart is part of the brain uh then uh, you know the, the mind is a big part of your body oh <laughs> uh
0: yeah i mean understanding well and include, including the heart intelligence as well as the as the brain intelligence, the two different things, but how our thoughts are running different chemistry through our body, thus creating um, what's happening to our body, and what we're doing with our body. I think that that, that still has to be um, stressed, that what you think is what you create in your life, is what you're creating. And that thought's energy, and it's the energy, that thoughts are the energy of the mind. And so really being aware of what we're thinking and, you know, and what we're focusing on is also what we're thinking about. And that's what's going to get, that's what's going to grow in our lives, is what we're focusing on. So... Uh, know playing around with those concepts Uh, this is a great opportunity to do that to experiment and just how do I feel when I'm thinking a certain way and feel it because you can feel it in your, your energy in your body that when you're coming from love which can be you know any number of things but that high frequency of love that you your body feels good you feel like you're in the flow even if you're in a difficult situation even if if there are difficult things happening to you right now, you still feel strong, and that you can um, that you that you can you can work with the situation, and you can get through this and be stronger than ever. But if you are in fear energy, then you really you don't have any solutions. Because you're in fear and everything you're thinking has to be fear thoughts in order for you to be in fear. So what can you create from that? What does fear create really? uh, Fear diminishes us, where love uh, expands us. And as you know, that is... You know, that's my basis for life is that we are love, and that we're here to express love in all of its forms, whether we're out competing in a tennis match, whether we're doing our work, whether we're interacting with our friends, and even interacting with people who are not our friends, who are different than us. We still can come from love. So. Yeah. <laughs> Bryce is laughing. He <laughs> You know, this
1: is the topic I love to talk about. <laughs> I I have a struggle, and I like to, I hate to put you on the spot, but I, my interpretation of what you were writing about in your original book that fear is, God gave us that energy to relate to love, and uh, we're so, so we avoid trouble ending, but. I I find personally, I have a harder time, uh, you know, because of love, I might lose my patience faster than with a normal situation that doesn't involve people I know. I mean, I could talk about People that I don't know, or people, people sometimes in some of my comments uh, to things on Facebook, somebody say, you're being too kind, John. Well, it's easy to be kind because I don't know that individual, and I don't know why he made an opinion that most of the people reading it mm-hmm. are stupid. But if it was somebody I knew, I, I don't know if I could. You know, I, I struggle with myself to act so calmly. So. Uh, Dr. Oh. Fox says sometimes I have a problem between, like, my two, coming from a basketball, my two favorite coaches and the thing I learned the most from were Bobby Knight and John Wooden. And Alan Fox <laughs> says, you, you need a psychiatrist or two opposite people. I don't think they are two opposite <laughs> people. I think they taught the same things. They both taught from love, but one had a hard time controlling their emotions and truthfully I had a hard time when I was younger controlling my emotions more (laughs) help me help me there
0: (laughs) well you you brought up a couple things and when you threw in that dichotomy of wooden and knife it was just like oh my gosh we could talk about this a lot (laughs) but um, understanding that 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 love is a feeling and it's an energy. And um, when we are coming from love and we are with, and we are in a dispute with somebody that we also love, that is, is maybe a family member or a friend, whatever. And they, and we're on opposite sides of an issue, for instance.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The, the, I think that's an, uh, an awesome time to, to really strengthen the love that we are. Because we, when we come from love, that means that we'll listen to the other person. And even though we think we're totally on the opposite end of, of the um, side of the issue, we can still listen and understand their perspective and accept they are where they are and I am where I am, and that 's okay and um, And we can still uh, and we can still love each other, we can still be close, even though we disagree on something. I think that's a very high level of expressing love, and and I don 't think it's easy to do that because. And I'm talking about issues that we feel strongly about, obviously. but right. when we do that with people in our family, for instance, and I, have, I come from a big family, so there's lots of different opinions that accepting and um, and listening to understand and not judging them, I mean that's that's a huge thing to stop judging them because they disagree with with, in my case, with me, uh, it makes a difference. And you, you really feel different when you come from love instead of fear. Because it's easy to go into fear when it's somebody close to us because obviously we feel one way about an issue. And when they feel a different way, that can invoke fear in us.
1: Right. We don't want to hurt them. We don't want to, we don't want to lose the relationship that we have,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, you but if there
1: that. is actually a good thing, because otherwise you might react a different way, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. no? Correct me when I'm but wrong. With... I haven't been right in a long time, so just don't be don't be bashful about correcting me.
0: <laughs> uh you're afraid of losing the relationship?
1: Is that what you said? No, I'm saying that could be one of the things. I think the one thing is that, you know, I think when you had bias, I always said one of the greatest things that happened to me, and I love my time in the Marine Corps. I'm proud of it. I love my time on the police department. But, you know, the great thing about not being in those two places no more is I don't have to claim I'm apolitical and I have no views. Like I say every single day at the beginning of, or not every day, every Thursday on the beginning of the broadcast, you're going to get my biased views. And I enjoy being biased. I enjoy just saying these are the views that I developed over the years. And I respect yeah. you if you have different views. And if we talk civilly about them, you know, we. You know, we might be able to... As matter of fact, I invited going on weekly here, uh, people with different views, but, you know, quite frankly, some of the comments I had are things that you just can't put on the air, so there's no sense in me getting in this uh, discussion with these people, so it's, it's to me, that's sad. Well,
0: yeah, well, you hit upon something important. I mean, it, it, the reality is that not everybody... Is um, wants to discuss issues with you, and you can only do your part. And if they don't do their part, well, you won't have a discussion, obviously. But it, but at least you stay true to who you are. Um, I, uh, I I'm kind of feeling, and this is where my um, impatience comes out, is I feel like we're running out of time. <laughs>
1: And this is well, we do. We only have five minutes uh more, <laughs> so, and it's uh your time because truthfully, the reason I love having you on is I, I I know I'm an oddball. I love listening to people i I still take online courses from uh Hillsdale College on subjects I know a lot about, but I just want to hear somebody else's views, so I love listening to you. So we have five minutes and six seconds left, and if the two of you would talk for that time, it would be great.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm just going to tell you a quick story, a personal story, about um, one of my brothers. We had a disagreement about something, and it wasn't really an open disagreement, but we both knew about it, and I knew about it, and... Um, there happened to be a funeral and I I came into the church and I sat down in the church in the back and I was looking around and I noticed my brother um, several rows ahead of me and I thought to myself, did I go talk to him or should I stay here? And the easy thing would have been to stay here. And then I remember who I am and, and also what I teach. And I said, you know what? I love him, and nothing is going to get in the way of that, nothing. And so I went up to him and sat down next to him, and I just gave him a hug. And it was like, there, you know, it just diffused any, if there was any negative energy between us, it just diffused it. And how I felt was awesome. I mean, I was so glad I responded like that instead of from fear, which could have Gotten any number of responses from me, which would not have gotten the result that I got from coming from love. So that's my little story for the day. And Bryce, you want to jump in?
2: Well, Coach, we somehow um, our time with you just flies by, and I hope it does for our listeners. Um, we are all of us during the pandemic, I think, are hearing from not only family and friends, but just people who want to connect. And Linda and I love hearing from anyone who wants to learn and grow and add to themselves. And, uh, simply go to our website, go to your mental And I think our phone number should be there. Um, you can text us. We're going to, we're going to respond to you. Um, I, you might like this in closing, Coach. This is pretty light. It doesn't involve a funeral. But uh, I, I, was, I was on the way to, I was on the, way to the, the bank the other day to get money to send our books out to people who are ordering uh, the courtside coach, uh, Linda's The Confidence Factor, Yes God Speaks to him too. So I, I needed postage money, and the bank hadn't opened. And I was running out of the car, and I remembered I had to put on my gloves and my mask to go in our bank. And so the the security officer met me at the door. He unlocks the door, and he started to laugh, and he said, Dr. Yun, this is the first time I've ever welcomed in somebody wearing a mask and gloves.
1: (laughs) I'm 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 always fearful of that, too, when I walk in there.
2: (laughs) So I must be pretty scary when I have that mask and gloves on for the pandemic. But in any case, um, we're always here for you we're always here for your listeners and, and thank you so much for inviting us to join you
1: well thank both of you for taking the time out to uh, join us And uh, I, I always tell people that I'm never going to put you on this spot and I, and I put you two on this spot with the fear and I apologize <laughs> for that but it just it just came up uh, you know sometimes I, I'm wondering if you know, fear is the reason we want it. I think there's, what do we have? Uh, almost one minute. I have, every now and then Bobby will say to me, she'll look at it and she'll say, I see you commented on so and so's comment. And because <laughs> I, uh, they're family, I feel it's best that I don't, because sometimes, in my opinion, the you know they don't. They're not talking from any rational point of view. It's just that they're following the uh, media's what they're saying. And uh, but sometimes it gets so out of hand that I'll just do it. <laughs> <And> Bob is saying, <laughs> I thought you weren't going to do that. Are you afraid? You know that they and you know. And I think that sometimes, and this is where I think they love it. You know, I do fear that. Yeah, they might be upset, well, I don't mind them upset with their uncle, but being upset with their aunt would bother me because she just is more loving than anybody I've ever known. But uh, I just, you know, I, if I feel it's just so irrational, then I think I'd be unresponsible if I didn't make, I'd respond to it. So so fear does bother me, and, and I do get in that mode. And I thank you for being on, and I just want to remind everybody, next week Chuck Riese is on, and I guarantee you that's going to be an interesting conversation. And if you missed his broadcast yesterday, the great thing about Block Talk Radio, you can go on any time. It was an outstanding, uh, in my opinion, uh, broadcast about reputation with a great coach, a former coach from Arkansas. Uh, I think you would enjoy it. Uh, We will have a blessed week. Talk to you next week. Bye now.